Before we dive into this week's episode reviewing She-Hulk episode 2, just want to let you know that we've had some issues with the online platform we use to record our podcast that resulted unfortunately in some issues with the audio files themselves. So we did the best that we could to salvage the audio and make it somewhat listenable so that you can still hear the great discussion featuring our guest for this week. We hope to have the issue resolved fairly soon, so be sure to check out the rest of the episodes as we continue reviewing She-Hulk by subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening. Three is a perfect number. We heard about how great of a number it is back in December when we were graced with not one, but two, but three incredible, amazing, fantastic, and might I say spectacular Spider-Man. But that's not what we're here to talk about this time. What we're here to talk about is episode three of She-Hulk. The episode that seems to be what I'm going to refer to later, more on it, why I'm about to call it, The Last Jedi of the MCU. But before we get to that, this is Earth 894. This is a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We talk about all the great things in the MCU in our timeline. I say multiverse. News, reviews, commentary. We've got it all. Especially She-Hulk this past month and a half. I'd be remiss if I wasn't going to tell you about who our special guest for the episode is before I mention that, of course, the man who's so ecstatic after what happened in episode two because what he preaches is happening. Welcome me and joining my established co-host. And yes, I'm dragging this out just because I know he loves when I do it. <laughs> Not really. It's Louis Tonarini, everybody. I do it. I do it, man. I told you that song was gonna play. I told you, and it did. Did you record did you say that when we were recording? Or did you tell me that off recording? Last week when you uh you're doing some news. You're doing the news. Ah, so, so it's on file. Megan the Stallion's going to be in the MCU. And then you were trying oh to figure God. out who she was going to play. Oh, she's just in She-Hulk. And then you and Brian, the two old dads you are, you're like, I don't know any Megan the Stallion songs. I was like, body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Of course, that's the song they twerk to. So. In, my, you know, in my defense, I did not realize that she was one of the... Uh, writers i don't know performers behind wop and i remember yeah. when that was that was yeah. out there i did not know that was megan the stallion or she excuse me megan the stallion like ohio yeah. or the ohio state yeah megan the stallion absolutely she's the best awesome well is she no but still you know yeah we'll talk about it later um but <laughs> speaking of stallions that's not a transition <laughs> i have it all <laughs> No, but someone who's going to just blow you away this episode because he's got the high energy that's just, we're so ecstatic to have him. Um, all the way from up north, not Wisconsin, not even Michigan in the Upper Peninsula. No, we're talking about good old Canada, eh? And to celebrate, he's wearing a shirt that really shows someone who loves Canadians, and that's good old Kevin Smith. Coming from the Two Sides of the Story podcast, for the first time on Earth 894, it's Tom Sides. How's it going, guys? Happy to be here. How you doing? I don't man? have that kind of like making the stallion off the top of my head <laughs> for an entrance. Talk that. I can't even top that. Eh, it happens. <laughs> I don't know, man. I start entrance. clapping. I guess the real question is, Tom, can you twerk? No. 
Okay, well then, I think that was the only. <laughs> you look like you're about to say yes for a second. That hesitation, like, what if I say it's yes? A very, it's a very strong no. I was gonna <laughs> lie to you, but I, this is a new fr- friendship, but I didn't want to start things off with a lie. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> you seem like a very nice guy. <laughs> just wait. We'll talk some episode three of She Hulk, and then we're gonna just be bonded forever. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! And also, well, I wanted to say, uh, I like your shirt a lot. Oh, that's thank you movie. very much. Yeah, yeah, it's a part of the that Kevin Smith Club. So I'm oh, you're in the club. Nice, nice. Yeah, not, not to plug, you know, an already established podcaster stuff, but yeah, no, I joined the that Kevin Smith Club, and it's one of the perks from the show. Nice man, or are from you, the the club. Are you uh, stoked for Clerks Three? I am so stoked for Clerks Three. Nice. Kevin Kevin Smith could take a piss in the snow, and I'd be glorified by it. <laughs> Uh, if, like if we're gonna be on this kind of tangent, I got to meet him once, and he's a fucking sweetheart. Of oh a human my being. god, I I want to meet him so bad. We saw oh, him at a uh, close by at a con recently. Him and Jay Muse yeah. and the rest of the clerk class were there, but just sold out. Were, didn't have the chance. They were hidden. They were in a tent. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Why are you? Yeah, in I got a tent? to. I got to meet him backstage at at a show in Edmonton, Alberta. Wow. He did Hollywood Babylon there. Oh. And because I was, I was like a Garmin member for Ralph Garmin, Garmin? I was, I yeah. was like, yeah. So he like he calls his fans if you're a four star Garmin member. Uh-huh. And I was on the phone with him. I was like, yeah, no, I'm in Edmonton. I'm a big fan. He was like, you know, we're gonna be in Edmonton soon. He was like, I already bought tickets. I'm excited. He goes, well, come like meet us after the show. Then I'm like, yes, please. And then they gave you honestly, they gave you your time. Like I yeah. told Kevin Smith like a nice little heartfelt story about like. Uh-huh. Like, like what he's meant to me over the years, and he gave me a big hug. They really gave you the time, and then they said "fuck you" to my friend <laughs> over video for me. So it was good. <laughs> I love how I just close off like they were so great. They're so heartfelt. Give me a hug. It was such a warm embrace, and they told my friend to go fuck himself on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's One of incredible. my fondest memories. You can't, you know, you can't beat that. Oh, that is so cool. And I am so jelly, but that is so great to hear, man. I mean, yeah. honestly, Kevin Smith is partially why I got into podcasting more seriously to actually pursue it because Fat Man Beyond, back when it was Fat Man on Batman with him and yeah. Mark Bernardin, that's what I was really like, oh, I know what? I think I really like podcasts and then just kind of explored. So awesome. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. He was my door to the, that opened for me as well. Like, and then, like, uh, also Big Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, I, I pick and choose my Rogan. Every, like, you know, there's some good, there's some great shows out there. Sir Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, that's tangent number one, guys. If you're keeping Tally at home, yeah, it's going to keep on rolling. <laughs> Just wait. So <laughs> it's, I, uh, I joined in a little bit late. Are you wearing the hat pandering to us in Chicago or? I, as much as I would love to say that this is pandering, I am a giant Bears fan. Oh, I, as a boy growing up in Canada, we don't have the NFL, we have the CFL, which is slightly different, but I grew up a Bears fan. Uh, My dad was a Dicka man, and I was raised the same way. So you're playing it too. Oh, God, do I ever. I'm a glutton for punishment gotcha. every year. <laughs> <laughs> every time I buy a jersey, that player goes away. I had a Nurlacher jersey, he retired. And a Darius Peppers jersey, he's a Greenfield Packer. I now have a Khalil Mack jersey. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm done <laughs> buying jerseys. Stop buying jerseys, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's funny. Awesome, man. It's your fault. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just want to hold on to the defense. Don't buy jerseys, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alrighty. So uh, I know we're going to get into some more changes here in just a second because we have to warm up <laughs> if we need it anymore. Uh, one of our favorite segments and fan favorite segments, if I might add. Thank you. This is the part where we like to talk about what's been going on with each other's weekends, lives, whatever that has to pertain to Marvel. What makes it marvelous? Did you read a comic book for the first time? Did you watch a movie for the billionth time? Or did you buy something that you probably shouldn't have, but you're so glad you have it? So without further ado, let's kick it off and hear Louie say... MCU for you. Oh, Louie. Louie, 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 Louie. I love that you did that so much. And I just made that without your permission, so... Ha, ha, ha. But, uh... Royalties. Yep, I'll give you a good old nickel when we finally hit... I don't know. Uh, Louie, but what I want to do is actually hear a penny for your thoughts. What's been MCU for you, man? Oh, today, the day we're recording, I went to the bristol renaissance fair in in bristol wisconsin i wore a loki shirt um there's a bunch of people walking around dressed up as knights and uh harley quinn and there was one guy i saw with the full loki horns and everything and uh we had a good time i went to there's a show there it's called the adam crack fire whip show starring adam crack and what he does is he's got two whips or, you know, whatever he's he hula hoops. He plays the harmonica, he whips around and, you know, breaking sound barriers. So light the whips on fire, do the whole thing. So he says, uh, here, I'm going to play you guys a song. And he like, he's using the two whips and it's like, bum, 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 bum. He goes, I take requests, any requests. And me thinking, you know, we're a bunch of dumb white guys at a, at a Renaissance fair. Thought everyone was going to start screaming at him. So I yelled really loud. Bird! Pause, I was the pause. only person. My hmm? mom, when I went to the Bristol Renaissance fair years ago, like 2016, the first and only time, my mom at the exact same show yelled free bird. And he was like, <laughs> free bird. Yeah. He and said, he was keep like, drinking, sir. Keep drinking. <laughs> oh, he he went, Freebird? Okay. And he went, exact same sound he does. You know, like the bit, like, done, 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 yeah. done, done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was the only person that yelled anything. And so he looked at me and said, keep drinking, sir. Here's Freebird for a lack of anything better. And then he did the exact same song, like you said. And uh, <laughs> he did a little bit more of a show. And he kept pointing at me. He goes, Freebird guy. And I said, you know, I'm going, losing my mind. And, um, you, uh, Devin, you know that I can control a crowd pretty well if I'm given the center of attention. And uh, he goes, you know what, man, if, you, if you're going to keep, uh, you know, keep yelling and screaming, I'm going to bring you up here. And he brought me up on stage and he called me the fanny pack guy because I had a fanny pack on. And uh, he was really nice. And he said, uh, you know, he's like doing the thing and I'm pumping the crowd up. I'm everyone's losing their damn minds is awesome and uh he noted like i lifted my arms up and since i'm the fattest man alive my shirt came up a little bit and under my shirt i was wearing what's like red and white striped under armor and he says what's going on under here and he lifted it up with one of his whips off and i pulled my whole shirt off and i got the captain america under armor going and the whole crowd loses their damn minds 
you know, I'm posing and shit. And this guy's like, what the fuck? My show just got, got hijacked by this fat guy in a Captain America suit. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. So, nice man. Captain America. Long That's story. Fun. Okay. So he does this stuff, right? He does the whole show and <laughs> he show he does whips around me. And then he, he makes me do this thing where he puts toilet paper in my pocket. And he says, now I need you to squat. So I squatted and he whipped each sheet of toilet paper out of my back pocket without touching me at all. It was awesome. And uh, then he says, I'm going to play y'all, Louie. Here's some, here's some more music. And he starts playing. He goes, I need you to dance. And I channeled my inner She-Hulk. And I twerked in front of every person that was sitting around me. And they all lost their damn minds. And it was <laughs> awesome. There's a video of it on Facebook. I need uh, that fucking video now. Oh, it's on there. Oh. I link, please. <laughs> I you also should not have told me that because oh, am I going to do something with it? <laughs> That's fine. I uh, I dropped the ball. I told I told my lovely wife on the way home. I said oh, I should have done the worm. Could you imagine? Nope. Lost this is better. Nope. This is better. Fucking mind. This is a hundred percent better. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Through through the rest of the day, I was just walking around, and girls with their, you know, outfits on, with their outfits on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Walking around, they're like Louie, and I'd be like, you know, like how do I know this? Part? And then I'd have to remember that I was acting a damn fool in the middle of this show. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with my wife and my uh, my uh, my aunt, my uncle, and all them. We had a we had a fucking blast. It was great. Did you have your kids with you? Uh, yeah, that was that was a decision that was made. <laughs> so you're saving up for therapy now, or? No, uh, they didn't watch. My daughter's, <laughs> my daughter's only 11 months, and my son didn't give a damn. So. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story so much. <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. And, you know, a little I, fun fact. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to say, Tom? Well, no, I was just like, I'm glad you went with the twerking as a man who's attempted to do the worm as a fellow big fella. Is not as uh, visually stunning as you want it to be. I do a perfect worm. <laughs> okay, I, I want more video of this stuff. I, want, I think I've seen you do the worm before too, it's the even only years ago. Thing, it's like if I go to a wedding, everyone loves the worm. I have to do it at least once per wedding. It hurts my knees so much, but I can do it backwards. I can do it forwards, and everybody's so shocked because I'm, like I said, I'm the fattest man alive. They love it. Jeez, I, oh my I want God. to party with you, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason to come down to Chicago, right, Tom? <laughs> That's a selling point. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so one thing I want to mention, though, so everyone's seen Loki, and they still make tons of merchandise of it. It seems like they have another pop figure of President Loki coming out. This is exclusive. If you haven't seen that, Louis, I'm sorry. Um, but I bring it up because... At one episode in the season, they go to Renaissance Fair, and that's the Renaissance Fair Louis was just at. Milwaukee. They put Milwaukee on there. It's not Milwaukee. Yeah. It's in Bristol, damn it. Why they didn't do the exact one, I don't know, but literally that's the Renaissance Fair. So that's we're awesome. like I just rewatched Loki, too. That's yeah. very fortuitous. Much like Adam Crack having the name Crack as his last name, and he's also an expert with whips. That's just fortuitous. Right. It's like that name is uh, made for him. Exactly. It's good on his parents. <laughs> awesome. So uh, that is one hell of a story. 
I'll just put it at that. So let's go on and talk about some more stories here with uh, Tom. Tell us, what has been MCU for you, my man? I don't know if I have anything marvelous. I'm just coming off like a big uh, family weekend. I, I love to give my mother a shout out because it was her uh, birthday weekend. We celebrated at my aunt's uh, cottage. Uh-huh. Shout out Tom's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And like the whole time was just like, you should all be watching She-Hulk. It's like Ally McBeal, but with like superheroes and it's awesome. Uh, and so there was that and got to meet the, introduce the girlfriend to the family for the first time, swim in a lake. Fuck, it was wonderful. Nice, man. But yeah. It's just, uh, so yeah, there's always a little bit of Marvel wherever I go or, you know, like it just, it's always like sales pitch. I'm like, you should just join me in what, what is awesome about the MCU. <laughs> there's something in there for everybody. Please hop on board with me. There you go. Drink yeah. the Kool-Aid, one of us. Yeah. Exactly. But no, no, I got nothing awesome like twerking at a, the Bristol uh, Renaissance Fair. It was just more of like heavy drinking by a lake and just enjoying myself. Nice, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I got to ask, you said, uh, did I hear it correctly? You said uh, introduce the fam to the girlfriend first time? Yeah. Yeah, for the first time. Nice. So, like, I'm not from Halifax. I'm from uh, Montreal originally. So, like, my family's a little bit scattered. Mm. So when we do these big family events, we'll be like, here's a new person in my life. Gotcha. Yeah. So we've been together like three months now, going strong. She's still tolerating me. So it's pretty good. So the reason why I asked Elaborate a little bit on it, um, because I always find this part to be a little fascinating. Is she a fan of the MCU? Is she not? Not at all. She's not even a fan of movies, man. I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) She watches a movie and then like falls asleep. We have like other things in common, but like this is a huge one. Wow. Now <laughs> what's <loves> disappointment? It's the close of being a bear fan. <laughs> so what's uh so what's the plan here? So are you gonna introduce her to anything Marvel related to get into that and like that's a part of your life, or is it gonna I be like uh I'm gonna have to trick her at some point. Like there's gonna be a m- moment of time where I'm just watching something and she's just gonna happen to join me. Uh, whether she stays conscious during it is up to her, but I'm hoping to win her over with like maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the music. Galaxy. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is the one that gets everybody. Every it's it's it has something for everybody in that movie. That's but now, point. like, yeah, but I'm thinking like She-Hulk because it's more of like a law, like a lawyer show than it is. Like you, you can relate it to something, and she likes some law shows. That's beautiful, Louie. I love that. <laughs> but because of that, I feel like I can sneak in. So maybe like you can watch this with me and see what happens. That's a good point. You know, and you just made me think about something too. We haven't had anything that's really murder mystery in Marvel, right? No, we haven't. It's because I swear, man, like, and I, I'm, I'm really hope this doesn't come off as like sexist or anything, but like, a lot of women really love murder mystery shows and podcasts. And so I'm saying if that's like a way to kind of get like a different kind of like crowd and people who haven't really gotten into the MCU at this point at all, you have something murder mystery with superheroes related. Now that would be just cool. had a, just out of curiosity. What, what hero would you go with to, to solve the murder mystery? I know. I was just trying to think about that at the same time. And you know, my comic knowledge to try and push something deep, deep from a deep cut. I don't really know. Yeah. It had to be someone like noir related, so I almost think it's like. Oh no no no! You you have it. It's Spider Man Noir. 
We right. haven't like in a multiverse. We get our own Spider-Man Noir. We get Nick Cage back on the scene. Um, I'm all for it. Oh, I like drinking egg creams and punching Nazis. Wherever <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I go, the wind smells like rain. Then <laughs> the wind follows. Yeah, that's the best. Heck yeah, man! Awesome. Uh, cool, cool. Nice. Anything else yeah. you got, Tom? Uh, no, that's all. That's all I got for the MCU for you right now. I, uh, I'll be, I'll be better next time. No, you are fine. <laughs> you are fine. This is uh, one of those questions that there's absolutely no wrong answer unless you start talking about DC because then you got something wrong. No, if you're a fan no. of disappointment. Well, you know me. I'm a glutton for punishment. Bears fan. I'm dating a girl that doesn't like the MCU. Here I are. Just set, setting myself up for failure. Nah, nah. And I, <laughs> I, I, I kid about the DC. Louis already giving me a nasty look like I just farted. I'm I a promise. huge Ezra Miller, Miller Flash fan. I can't wait for that movie to come out. <laughs> Oh, you know, I love the flailing arms as he runs. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is the dumbest fucking run ever. I'm sorry. It, there's okay. Uh, I'm not going to make that a side point because it's not going to turn out well. So what I'm going to talk about a little bit is what's been MCU for me. I have finally, uh, along with Alyssa, we have uh, started watching the final season of Daredevil. Now that we know that he's going to be showing up at some point in She-Hulk spoilers. Um, I actually needed like we need to actually know the story of what happens, right? Wait, Lou, so you didn't know that, right? That's something I missed. I didn't do the final season of like Daredevil or Jessica Jones. I know Jessica Jones. First, like, I, the first season of Jessica Jones was amazing. Very good. Things. I'm already I'm already disappointing Louis over here. The friendship's on the rocks right now, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I've never watched Star Wars. That's yeah, okay. I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you too. Nobody watched right. Daredevil. <laughs> well, Daredevil's I watched the good. First, I watched the first two seasons, man. I thought, uh, you know, uh, D'Onofrio should have gotten like all of the awards for his take on Wilson Fisk. Like that was acting when he smashes that dude and his head in the car door and said, "You embarrass me in front of her, dude." <laughs> acting one hundred and one, right there. Take notes. He's scary. D'Onofrio's a badass. He's awesome. I've heard he's a very nice man too in person. Yeah. Like he's a very like gentle giant. Oh, for sure. He's come a long way since Men in Black. And uh uh Full Metal Jacket. Yes, Full Metal Jacket. I, I did not realize that was the same guy until I like started cruising his IMDB and I was like, holy shit. Um yeah, yeah dude. Well, that- I, I think honestly that you're not alone though. Like, cause my issue with a lot of those Netflix shows is that like the first one I ever watched was actually first season of Luke Cage. And I was like, Oh man, this is so good. I want to immediately go into season two, started watching the first episode. And I was like, yo, what, why is this so different? What happened to this character's like, what? And then I realized all this stuff with like defenders and stuff. I was like, okay, you know, like watching a two hour movie. I know. But like, my thing is like, it's a little bit easier to kind of catch up and fill in the blanks on stuff you miss, uh, missed when it's movies. Cause that's a couple hours. Versus when you have an entire season and even multiple seasons of different shows and each episode is like an hour long. That's a lot more to put in just to get into that next season of the character you're enjoying. So that's, that's why I gave up on. on the DC shows. Yeah. You miss one of the spinoffs and you miss like one of like the five part episodes. You have no idea what's going on anymore. You're like, you know what? Yeah, it's Flash not easy. is going to run and you're just going to let them run. It's like comics. They're notorious. Yeah. Like, yeah. how many times I've looked up just to try and read like a cool little story? It's like you need to get these two issues of this one, and then an issue of that, and then an issue of this, and then that. I'm like, 
why can't it just be the same fucking thing? <laughs> but it's a I don't linear know. story. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind yeah. that when it was the Civil War graphic novel, so. Yeah, you know, like we have a uh, we use uh, what is it uh, Marvel Limited, and they made it so much easier to like read those big events and stuff. Like the entire mm-hmm. reading list is already picked out for you, or else I would not have been able to do that on my own. Um, yeah. well, especially for a lot of Spider-Man stuff, like even um, One More Day when I read that, and that was all kind of jumbled yeah. all over the place. Woo! Yeah, uh, good yeah. stuff. Good you, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You need those apps. Heck yeah. Um, I feel like there's something else I was gonna bring up, but you know what? It's besides the point. Yeah, I'll remember later. Probably not. So, in the essence of talking about She-Hulk, we're totally going to skip news because there's really not much going on for the most part, but just keep on the radar, y'all. D23 is not that far away, and I'm expecting that we're going to get some really big upsets in the good and bad fashion because a lot of it comes down to speculation. If you ever speculate, you're going to be disappointed. If you don't, you're going to be hopefully pleasantly surprised. So, as a friendly reminder next weekend right i think so i don't know why i thought it was yeah. like or this coming week. yeah man like it feels so weird that comic-con was what two months ago at this point mm-hmm. and i remember like oh my god we got so much stuff just announced now i'm like itching like d23 can't come fast enough and now here we finally are i think you're just so gonna happy. get all the trailers that they didn't release like there like you know like the Man wasn't the Man trailer was released there but not for the public consumption right. i think there was going to be a lot of that so gardens of the galaxy 3 trailer i think we're going to talk about the holiday special maybe i think they might yeah but i think they might give you some pieces to phase six because there's a lot of mystery to what's going on mm-hmm. and with at least with the hint of wolverine that we've gotten in she hulk they have to talk about mutants like I, like they they're they're setting up dominoes to just knock down, knock down. So I think we're gonna get some Wolverine or X Men talk. That's 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 my that's my theory. Yeah, I you know, I'm sorry. Who did you say? Did you say? He said the magic word. Did you just say that we're getting Wolverine? Did you just say that to me? <laughs> that's my theory, man. <laughs> Louis, you just straight up sounded like Canada, you're like a Canada's wrestler. His own Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> you know, the day we actually get a Wolverine, we need to. God, I don't know how we're going to plan this. So, this is a problem for future me. Um, but when we know, when we're 100% going to get Wolverine walking on the screen, I need a million percent need to record Louis' reaction. First, <laughs> first, first viewing. I need that because I know it's going to be nothing short of spectacular and entertaining. I don't know if twerking's going to be involved and toilet paper being whipped off your butt during it, but I know it's going to be a good time. Hopefully it's not too far away. We can only hope. (laughs) Watch this happens. He just shows up out of nowhere, like in passing, just casually in She-Hulk. If that happens, I will. Hey, bum. (laughs) Actually, I'm careful because I've learned that even when I make stupidly sounding bets, they end up coming true and I eat my words. So I'm not going to say anything this time. You're a pants pooper, bro. <laughs> Pooped your pants. I, 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 like my dream cameo for She-Hulk right now is Deadpool. I would love to see them both break the fourth wall together. That'd be a hell of a way to announce Deadpool, like a tease. But like, like only, why not though? Like Ryan Reynolds does the most ridiculous things ever in a world where, like, he can take a break from like owning a soccer team. 
and gin yeah, and, and a just, cellular provider. That's just yeah. too, that's, that's like, that's too big of a name to just randomly come in. She Hulk the show. You know, yes and no, but okay. I think what, like I would, now that you got my gear spin a little bit time, what I would imagine is like, imagine her doing a fourth wall break in, in the middle of it, you just hear like a, Hey, wait a minute. I thought only I could do this. And then you just yeah. see him Deadpool show up and she's like, and then that's what? it though. Like, I don't like, I don't see yeah, exactly. anything more than that. Like that is it. Like that is my thing. And, she's like, and then she can just go, actually we did it first. And then it's just like a whole yeah. thing. I remember she's like, remember what I said about episode three about the whole cameo thing? I forgot about yeah. him. And then it just completely smooths over it. Now that would be amazing. So you get a fourth wall break and a fourth wall break. That's 16 walls. <laughs> Breaking walls. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, that's 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 a good theory already. I like that. Um, Actually, here's a theory I wanted to run by you guys real quick. Yeah. I had it from the first episode. So you know when they crash, they see the spaceship from Sakaar, and they crash, and then we the, the you see that Bruce Banner's turning Hulk, but you put the camera pans, and it's all about Jennifer Walters and her transition. Now is he transitioning back to Smart Hulk or Professor Hulk or whatever Hulk you prefer? Or is he going, like, because he's losing control. Like, that is, like, I think, like, we may have seen the first sighting of a full-fledged Hulk in the wild since Ragnarok. Where would, uh, I think I missed it for a second. Where did you say you saw, like, the camera pan in the first episode? So, so like, you know, like, he, he starts to turn green, and then the camera pans to Jennifer Walters as she starts to, Hulk out for the first time, and then she runs off in the woods. But the camera starts Oh, in the on accident. Bruce. Right, yeah. right. So he mm. starts to turn green. Now, my theory is, because this is an uncontrollable event, it's a car accident. If the thing just broke, he would have just transformed. But I think that this, like, it looked like a big fucking deal. Like, I feel like the transition to Bruce Banner, if that watch thing broke to Smart Hulk, would just be like, I'm Smart Hulk now. Like, it just would have been, like, a, a quick change but then he starts to lose control i think that like that was going to be like an incredible hulk sighting where he's not in control that's my theory mm. anyway hmm. what do you think about that louis i think avengers hulk is best hulk so any way that we're going to get that back i'll take it um yeah. i don't know he he was smart hulk for the rest of that episode and also in episode two when he was back on the car so i don't know if he's losing control again or he just can't stay in and, human form and also there were stronger bits of rage from smart hulk like i feel like he's losing it and that like like he's i think it's hulk. somehow yeah like i think that we're seeing a kind of like a regression here you know so i'm watching it right now i saw what happens like when she gets the blood and she's going in the like she sees in her reflection in the, the mirror and he's starting to go I saw yeah. his device. You see it like fine, and then it looks like it like glitches and cracks. It goes from green to red and like grays out. So it looks like his device failed there too. But okay. just like you said, though, he starts to change and he starts to scream a little bit. He just starts mm -hmm. yelling. Um, it's certainly possible that I don't know. I could see something there. I, I could see that it's totally like that is a very like blinking you miss it thing where yeah. Because isn't that um like also I don't know what your kind of like comic 
acknowledges we're very like surface level if that in i think in the world war hulk there's part of like he gets so mad because there's some stuff that happens to his like family and Sakaar and all that that yeah. causes him to be more of the like aggressive and brutal hulk and that's ultimately like what leads to the world war hulk that's a mouthful i hate it um so i could potentially see if like you know eventually down the road he does well, especially his mental state right now you can see how lonely bruce banner is oh yeah at this point his friends are either retired and on a moon base or dead and gone like he doesn't like it, it there's all this stuff like you can see that he's going to he's going through some shit right and then like the fact that he like there's now there's someone else like him like all he wanted was like no 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 like you get to be with me like i finally have someone in this shit with me and then that like that 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 makes like that first episode <laughs> good i know we're supposed to talk about episode three sorry no it's all good um yeah it's the Canadian way. Sorry there, bud. <laughs> you know, I think also you're the first ever Canadian on our show and international guest. So you're checking off all the boxes today. I'm honored. Heck yeah, we are honored. Thank you. You're doing the great white north. I'm proud there, boys. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, let's get actually uh, into it. Let's talk about episode three of She-Hulk. Like I said, very, very, very controversial episode, which I was... Not expecting, but then as soon as I hopped on Reddit right after I watched the episode, I should have seen this coming. But what I didn't see coming was that post credit scene and learning more about Megan V. Stallion. So, so, just, so I, I tend to stay away from the internet from this kind of stuff. What, what was the internet's big complaint of, of this? So to kind of summarize this, and this is kind of going into my Star Wars fandom dipping and frustrations. So... You know when The Last Jedi came out, it immediately solidified all the just people shitting on Star Wars. Not even just that movie. There was a lot of dump on there. But, I mean, if they were, like, putting across the board, it was entire Disney-owned Star Wars, uh, like, saga. Everything Lucasfilm is doing, everything the directors are doing, everything. And then there's people who are like, no, this is great. You're fine. You're actually not seeing the point here. And then there's fans who are like, no, 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 no. So there's like this huge divide that's going on and it's, it's been going on for a little bit. If I'm being frank, what like seeing a little, just kind of like social listening from even stuff we got in last year's movies to where we're at now. And I don't think it's been helping because even in Miss Marvel, there was some of that people were like this show sucks. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. And then people were like, Oh my God, it's incredible. It's amazing. That's yeah. fine. You're fine. That's fine. But now here's the issue. A lot of like, Woman-focused leads are taking place in the MCU, and a lot of it is like back-to-back and stuff, which, whatever. Um, but I know a lot of people who have a lot of insecurities, and I'm just going to say it, a lot of insecurities with not being able to relate to someone of the opposite sex of them. So long, like, entertainment in general. I mean, this is a long, long decades and decades and decades long of yeah. this. Always being your your lead person is always a guy usually white and stuff like that. So now it's really in the last like decade, it's really been changing more to offer mm-hmm. more like inclusivity and actually make it more relatable. So you can see someone you can actually like, Hey, that person looks like me or I'm I actually have that same kind of like background as that person. Awesome. Yeah. So a lot of people don't like it. Now I get there's some easy or not easy. There's some fair criticisms on shows writing and just, like, do we really need this? Like, for example, do we really need Megan the Stallion just overplayed and all over the place this episode? 
hundred percent, yes. Um, I think Lou and I can speak for you and say a hundred percent, yes, we did need this. <laughs> so there you go. Awesome. And there's other people who are like, no, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then they're using that to just say, this is terrible. I'm done with Marvel. I, I hate the MCU and I fucking hate that term. Um, this is awful. They're terrible. They're Marvel's over. They're done. I do no longer support this and just completely just becoming just like how it's been with star Wars the last several years. And this is what I was been fearing all along that I knew was eventually going to happen post end game because there's so many different things that are happening. A lot of like the main characters we grew an entire relationship and funding for, for over 10 years are gone and not leading as much. So there's this big growing period of changing and now they're actually doing what comic books do, getting more stories out, introducing more characters. It's getting a little bit more wacky, slapsticky. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, there's a lot of stuff that if you enjoy this, you can enjoy that. If you don't like this, you can enjoy something else you still always like. It doesn't change it. And a lot of people have issues with that. And perfect thing with Star Wars. People are like, Disney ruined my childhood. Shut the fuck up. Your childhood is not ruined. You are ruining your childhood because you are choosing no longer to accept it because you don't like something that's new that has nothing to do with what you enjoyed for 40 years prior. Shut the fuck up. So, it just sounds like a lot of people grew up that didn't grow up with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so it's just like, that's why there's a lot of this online discourse and every episode, yeah. I mean, we see like She-Hulk right away. Episode one, IMDb, it's like at like what a three or four because it gets review bound, but then people are like, no, the show's actually good. And then yeah. stuff happens. Now, there's good ways to talk about criticism and there's bad ways. And a lot of it is the bad ways, but there's still opportunity for people to get better with how they communicate this stuff. So I know I was gonna say that's a short version, but that was kind of a long version because I've been holding this in for a week, essentially. No, no, that's a very good rant. I appreciate that. No problem. That's what I'm um, here for. I, I enjoyed Miss Marvel. Um, and I'm loving She Hulk. Now, it's probably clear to both of you that I'm very macho and very manly, but this is, this is actually, I, I've, this is one of the most fun in Marvel I've had since like seeing uh, everyone group together and have Avengers assemble like wow. that, like, like, uh, cause it's just, honestly, it's just dumb fun for me. Mm-hmm. This, this, this show, and especially in episode three, it's very season five of Angel. I'm not sure if you ever went down that that mm-hmm. uh, on that show but it's at the end of the fifth season of angel he just gets a law firm and all it is is a bunch of demons and monsters showing up at the law, a law firm and it's fucking badass nice. at one point he gets turned into a puppet it's fucking incredible television nice nice but all this is is it, it's just it, it brings me back to that like this is ali mcbeal meets season five of angel in a world where i can see wong do that portal into a, in the middle of a lawyer meeting and then at the same time there's they're dealing with a shapeshifter that's causing a mock i'm yeah. entertained like i'm super entertained this is like this is so, like i just like it when writers are going hey we're gonna have fun here what's the most creative thing you got going we're gonna put it together in the show so just nice. have fun and when comic book writers and comic book show writers get together and they get to show what their creativity is, I think what we get is a great TV show, and that's what I think She-Hulk is. Nice, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I do agree. I'm I'm entertained. Am I blown over and like, this is the best thing since sliced bread and Iron Man 3? Um, no. 
but this is still a great time. I don't know why I chose Iron Man 3. Just go with it. It's because of the shoes, man. The Iron Man 3s are out. Everyone wants a pair. Iron Man 3s. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's all connected, like Kevin Feige said. <laughs> um, yeah. Louis, how about you, though? I'm kind of curious. After episode three, how are you feeling? Um, <clears throat> I'm not totally against the MCU. I don't care. What I mean, this show is, I feel like, feel like nothing is happening in mm. the show there's like I, I i said that last week too i just i don't know like i need more to to happen mm. she did the the meeting with uh with a meal you know she talked to wong i really like like the saving grace for this show for me is always the fourth wall breaks i always think those are the best part of uh-huh. each episode um the second episode, I believe, was the one where she, where they, uh, where Bruce said that he's a completely different person, literally. And that was like the best Great writing, job. yeah, best writing Clever. you could do. It was the best. Um, this week, she said, uh, "Don't get used to all the cameos. You know, there's not a cameo in every episode, except for Bruce and Abomination. And this week, it's Wong. And we, we and you know, we all know Daredevil's coming too. So it's like." seems like there's just going to be a little cameo every every week in a, in a silly uh post credit scene every week at least that's what it's uh looking like so far um but i'm, I'm enjoying i mean is it my favorite show no uh but i am enjoying it for what it's worth anyway nice man i know you and i were kind of like lukewarm to say after miss marvel not that it was a bad thing. It has a very like niche audience, but it's just like, you know, I just wasn't like, just really even grab my attention. I, I found Miss Marvel to be very Lizzie McGuire meets, uh, I don't know, superheroes. It was, oh, I mean, I didn't mind it. Like I learned so much about the history of India and Pakistan. And that show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, and then, the, but it, it's like, what I like what it's doing, it's like, it's something I could have, like, if I had a daughter, it's something I could have watched with her. Hmm. Like it, like it, they're, they're reaching out to a whole new set of crowds. Like, I, like, that's what I'm kind of enjoying. It's like for years, it's just been, here you go, fellas. This is what you've wanted to see for years, and we're putting it on the screen. Now it's like, well, we fucking have you already. Let's get some other people involved. Like, you, mm. we know you're gonna watch it, whether you like it or not. We're gonna watch. Absolutely. And then, um, and that's what they're doing right now. Every show has had a different tone, and I enjoy that. Like, it's been across the board. Everything's been different. Like, I just rewatched Loki just to see if like anything is there any connection or anything from there. But it. It's been like it's been this very interesting wild ride of just everything being different, and then somehow down the road, Kevin Feige is going to tie it all together in a very nice bow, and we're all going to be happy again. And we're like, "Fuck yeah, Kevin Feige's still a genius." A very nice Secret War shaped bow. Yeah. The problem with the problem with Miss Marvel is that Miss Marvel came out at the same time as the Umbrella Academy, The Boys, and Stranger yeah. Things Four. And so Miss Marvel was fourth on my list of shit I wanted to watch that week. And plus, yeah. wasn't Ragnarok uh, came out uh, in between the final episode and the previous one, Miss Marvel? Love and Thunder. Family. Oh my God. Yes. Love and, and Thunder. And yes, yeah. Thor Love and Thunder was awesome. I was. And so Obi Wan Kenobi. 
I, I love Thor Love and Thunder. A lot of people shit on that movie. I thought that was just I, I enjoyed the heck out of that movie. I'm right there with you. I like you, Tom. Louie, <laughs> I'm bringing it back, man. We're gonna be bearded buddies. You're a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so much so much love on this episode. I think it's really needed. That's that's yeah. the love, you know, talking back about what's going on with this episode is the thunder. Yeah. Um you know, I I d I don't wanna like reiterate too much what you guys are saying because I think I'm kind of equal mind. Uh, the fourth wall breaks. I was a little bit hesitant on how they be, and even this one's episode was great too. With the whole like, eh, just remember at the end, like remember who the show is actually about. Uh, yeah. Just kind of like a little reminder. It's it's cool and it's well like, it's tasteful to say. Um, now the person that had the big cameo this episode, of course, was Wong, which we knew after that uh, trailer from Comic Con that dropped. We saw more of like these crazy awesome cameos. What's to come, and now what we've seen a little bit. Now with Wong, they're trying to figure out like how they can, uh, how Jen can actually like clear Abomination. And of course, you find out about that little like, oh, well, you know, Wong will say, oh, I will tell, I will testify and tell the truth and all that fun stuff. So he mentions that he wanted to do the whole fighting, and he pulled Abomination so he can do uh, Sorcerer Supreme training, which mm-hmm. to me feels very strange, and I feel like that's awfully vague. A, why would you? find abomination why would you get him out of jail why are you fighting in this ring over there and then just completely say oh yeah source supreme training and doesn't he mention it during like the trial and they're like oh yeah yeah like no one questions that here's my theory here's my theory on this because he knows where he is like like you want to seek out a bad guy or someone that was a bad guy you gotta know where they are and Mm. villains or anything they're fucking secretive they don't like to share the location so you just go to where you know where one is. I think Abomination is a decent one to fight because he makes himself big. He's a, he, he would like visually, he's like, all right, he's a task. Wong, show us what you got. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do it anywhere, do it where you, you have an opportunity to have fights. You live, a, you, you have the ability to teleport anywhere you want. Like you can just do that. I'm not sure if that the fights that happened there was the training part of it. I think that was just because, like, there's a scene in Shang-Chi where he goes, like, I'm going to teach Emil about pulling his punches. Like, I think that there was, like, staging a fight. I think Wong kind of cheated his way to the uh, Sorcerer Supreme, and I think he's our big bad of the Phase 5 and 6 that no one's really talking about. But um, that's just that's a prediction. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, that's like my theory. Like, 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 if I can kind of make it make sense to myself, then I can enjoy it. It's like when they put a musical in a TV show that's already going on. They can make it make a little bit of sense, then I'm on board. You know, I just, I am going to sound crazy saying this, but you know how everyone's saying phase four is phase Wong and Wong isn't everything? Yeah. So this is a multiverse saga, right? Mm hmm. We already know that the big bad apparently is Kang. Kang is everywhere. What if Wong? What if Wong is, what is what if Kang is pretending to be Wong and that's why he's everywhere? No. What if Wong is just a Kang variant? Oh my god! Because some of them look different, right? You look at all the Lokis. Like you got a there's an alligator Loki for Christ's sake. Why not Wong is a Kang? There's like the similarities are everywhere. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> if that if that is somewhat true, if that is true, this one I'll go on the line for. If that one is true, 
I will. I don't know. Help me here. What would be funny? And don't say poop my pants because I'm not going to shit my pants. You always poop in your pants. You can make like a Wong Kang 2024 shirt. A Wong Kang 2024. Oh, God. And Seeker Wars comes out 2024 or 2025? It's one of those two. It's one of those two. 25. Yeah. So you get Wong Kang. Wang. Wang. (laughs) Wang. When I was oh my watching God. She-Hulk episode three, no part of me went, Wong is Kang. <laughs> but now that. try and rewatch the episode and see if you think of that. Yeah, oh my God. Because doesn't he act a little weird? He seems weird. He's too blunt. Too well, he's been blunt. acting weird since the first Doctor Strange where he had like no lines and is a super serious guy to like, I really fucking love haagen ice cream or whatever, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And Uncle, also... Uncle <laughs> Yeah, like he has like he's been turning into a tuna belt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's turned into a punchline, but at the same time, he's still a badass. Like even in the fight scenes, like Wong, you're invited to my wedding. Like it's (laughs) he's kind of the best. Wong is incredible, and you know what's best. So they're trying to track him down too ahead of time, and they pull up like their version of like LinkedIn apparently, or it's a dating app that just looks like LinkedIn. I don't know. Also, know that it's it's like purple. Like that Marvel yeah, purple color? Well, they have a little subtle differences. Their YouTube is also called Uscreen. So uh, right, it's yeah, clearly right. in a different universe. So the subtleties are all there. Oh, man. But we see his, like, work history. And, like, he worked nine years as a Target, asso- like, sales associate at, like, the Kajmatal co- yep. uh, or Kamatash. Uh, I forgot how to say it all the time. Um, but dude worked nine years at Target and then worked, what, 11 years as the librarian and then yeah. Sorcerer Supreme? Like, that, raised to, that rise to fame and some of that Kang shit we're talking about. Brilliant. He all his anger from working at Target for nine years. <laughs> oh, that must be a, there must be an old commercial where Benedict Wong worked for, like, did a Target commercial. That's the only thing that I can see why that, that was a joke. Like, even, like we're going to talk about it real, like, realistically. There must uh, be some kind of inside joke. Yeah, they're, like that's the only reason they would put that in. But can you just imagine that rise? Like in just nine years, I'm going nowhere. I work for Target. Goes on vacation once. Boom. She's a sorcerer. Cool man. Look after these books. You got it. <laughs> you know, I I wonder if one day we'll get a not a Wong series, but like a a backstory episode or movie. I don't know, but I can see a, a segment old, somewhere. A Wong flashback. Yeah, a Wong flashback. Um, it'd be a good time. <clears throat> so the whole actual trial of Emil Blonsky, they have all these witnesses talking about how he's great, even helped one prison guard, I guess, with his marriage a little bit. Um, a little bit too much. Right? Like, you know how he says, like, I love you? He's like, all right, no, he can stop talking to him. Like, I think that guy's in love with Emil Blonsky as well. I think well, there's a ninth soulmate that we're not talking about, or an eighth soulmate. Eighth soulmate. That could be the one. And, you know, I... Uh, as some people were speculating, and I was kind of in the same uh, boat last week, uh, I thought this like nod to the seven soulmates I've been talking to, like in the pen pal program. I thought that was a nod to Thunderbolts. I guess not. Yeah. A little too much. A few people did. Yeah, but I'm not giving well, it, out hope. It's like all the teases with Mephisto. I'm still waiting uh, for him to show up. Mephisto one day. <laughs> Michael Sarah will grace us as Mephisto one day. Say Michael Sarah. Yeah, I made a TikTok one day when I was just like screwing around, 
and I found this like weird sound that's like, this is Jazzy Challenge. They got number and then number and then it's like just gibberish. And I was like, yeah. we're going to make this Marvel based. So ahead of Comic Con, I made a TikTok that said like leaked MCU panel uh, cast, announcement, uh, cast announcements. And so I made like Adam Sandler, Mr. Fantastic. I made uh, Kate uh, McKinnon from Saturday Night Live as Sue Storm. I made uh, Steve Buscemi as Ghost Rider. Uh, Pete Davidson is Wolverine. <laughs> um, I made Jason Mewes, uh, Johnny Storm, uh, him and George. <laughs> and then right at the end, I ended it with uh, in Michael Sarah is Mephisto. I'm not gonna lie to you, I would watch all of those movies, right. I would watch them 100% with complete glee. I'm going to kick you with my really long leg. <laughs> okay, no what I think Adam Sandler is Mr. Fantastic. Probably could have taken Wanda. Not John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's the whole reason why I bring up Michael Sarah. And that yeah. got me like almost 20,000 views. But that's, that's awesome. nothing compared to Louie with his 100 million view TikTok. Yeah, you're a hero, man. It's only like 95,000 or something. Yeah, who's going to win? Why are we splitting the ears? You know, stop rounding up, man. Once it hits it, it hits it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but uh, the whole trial again. 92.9 thousand, okay? 92.9, <laughs> the drive. 838. <laughs> so uh, this trial, do you think it's too good to be true that Emil is reformed, or you think he's just blowing smoke and he's gotten really good at it? Well, here's the thing. For, like, if you rewatch the first Hulk movie, he in his mind, he does think he's a hero. So that speech that he gave in episode two, where he goes like, I thought I was supposed to be the good guy. Like, I thought I was stopping a monster. When I was given, like, sold on this stuff, like, he's a man that's been abandoned by his own country, in a sense, because he, like, he made the sacrifice to do what he did for the what he thought was greater good. So I feel like I kind of, yeah, I'm kind of for this hippy-dippy Emil Blonsky. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to last because I think we're going to see uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus by the end of this series making him an offer he can't refuse. Right. But, but um, I do think he's reformed. And I, I do, I, I think that this is like a guy that goes like, you know what, win some, lose some. I lost. And I got to just try and get my life back. Mm. Uh, Louis was making a face. He's like, who, who? Louis, who's he talking about? He's talking about the uh, Contessa Valentino Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah, I, I, I can't say all those words. Yes, yes, you can. Louis is one of the only <laughs> five people on the care. planet who actually <laughs> memorized that and can say it every time. Just, just be happy I didn't say Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking it. Uh, you know, the one oh, point I bring you, up, sir. <laughs> the one point I, I want to bring up, though, is that um, I too was like sipping his Kool-Aid a little bit and like, okay, maybe he's a nice guy. However, I was pointing out that in The Incredible Hulk, he does actually make the actor decision saying like, no, give me, give me more, give me the serum, give me the blood, or give me the blood, right? He's the one who actually actively sought out getting the same type of treatment to become on like the Hulk's level because he got yeah, the serum at me, first. Yeah, he wants to win. He doesn't have the full serum. They didn't even give him the full treatment. Because they don't have the Captain America serum. Well, at least like that was the their their attempt. 
their attempt at the time. But I guess we will find out later that they did have a Captain America serum the whole time because there's some guy in Captain's uh, Captain. Uh, so Falcon and Winter Soldier. Then it's been Captain America for years, and we're just gonna know about it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a very confusing thing that goes on. Did you just call Isaiah Bradley some guy? It was because I couldn't remember his name, man. His name I, is Isaiah I, Bradley. He is Captain I, America. I need to write things down next time I come <laughs> on the show. You're okay, man. You're okay. <laughs> come in with these, like, I know who I'm talking about. I just can't put the names together right now, sir. Oh, it's okay. You know, one of the earliest things I've ever done on this episode, uh, podcast that I edited out, and Louis would never let me forget about that. Um, we were talking about speculation for Love and Thunder like a year ago. Um, there was a new article that said that, um, oh my God, I do it every goddamn time. Said that uh, Russell Crowe was Russell Crowe. But, but I he said, said Kurt Russell. And I was talking the whole time, like, yeah, Kurt Russell is confirmed to be actually playing a character, maybe Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. And Louise is looking at me like, once again, I farted or something. You can well, smell no, you through said, the you, online. You said, who do you think he's going to play in this movie? And I said, Ego. And you said, what? I said, why wouldn't he be Ego? He's already been Ego. It'd be weird to make him somebody else. And you said, oh, my God. I meant Russell Crowe. And then you <laughs> edited out the entire thing because you hate me. No, I, 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 that was one of those things where I was like, I sound like such a dumbass. And we were only like, I don't even know if we were even like at 10 episodes of the podcast yet, where I was yeah. like, if someone listens to us, they're going to be like, who the hell is this jackass? Thinks he's going to have you a gotta, You got to keep that stuff in, stuff. man. I fucked up once by calling Star Wars Star Trek for like a good half hour on one of our <laughs> earlier episodes. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so that one's up there. I have it saved. I have the original file. One day it's going to come to light. Someone's going to leak it. Um, but I will never be able to live that one down. So no worries. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to the whole like Emil Blonsky thing, you know, one thing I forgot to mention was the whole like his, he's at the DODC and he's under high, high, highly, highly like surveillance. Like they like his toilet's there. Everyone's going to watch him take a dump. Um, so I, I want to know if Wong has been like transporting him and everything and they didn't find out until like that footage surfaced, was Wong potentially erasing people's memories to actually make sure they don't even see him leave? Or was he doing some other type of spell lesser than that? I would, if, if anything, I would do some kind of spell that messes up with security cameras. Like you, right. you, there's gotta be an easier way than just like memory loss. You can put security guards to sleep real easy. Like, I'm sure there's some kind of magic ah, where Wong is like, you're asleep. And then then they just portal on out of there. Sleep. Or he has like a Emil Blonsky just like, I don't know, look-alike that's just like asleep. Like, like how, how, you also have to think about yourself, like when they're escaping, like when they're escaping and how crucial like of the time are they like really staring at cameras like it's not a casino in vegas if the guys are supposed to be asleep they're just gonna be like yo no alarms let's just chill right that's a good point oh they just use a new asgardian elf to uh go in there and be like mm. that's a, that's some outside the box thinking and i appreciate it 
not really. There it's part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, that's part of the episode we haven't covered yet. So uh, the whole like little B plot, which is also a great fourth wall break of like, ah, A and B plot or A and B story coming together. Nice. Yeah. Um, the whole like Asgardian or uh, yeah, the elf just shape shifting. And that's where I get this whole Megan Thee Stallion thing. But I got to say, I fucking loved when the judge said like, but you see like my, your honor, like Asgard is not a place. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like cut the BS. I'm not not gonna work here we're not listening to thor speeches now i thought that was hilarious but he does have thor ragnarok in a spaceship so like i'm assuming that those two actors that do the plays for thor and all that there must be a, a ragnarok movie based on that in the mcu or that speech was done mm. or they had a bigger tour than just new asgard like they They've been on Broadway, like right after Captain America, the musical. Did you just say those two actors? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Did did they show in News of Asgard and uh, Love and Thunder if they actually had like anything saying like that line, like printed on well, anywhere or was it? Well, like, like they do plays there. And if New Asgard is like a now tourist attraction, I wouldn't put it past that judge to go on vacation to New Asgard. Right. Like there's just a thing. Like I'm like I think that they if like if they did Ragnarok the play, which they did for Love and Thunder, I think it's quite reasonable that someone went there on vacation, saw himself a cheesy play, but they did that exact same speech and he's like, I see you, white elf. Mm-hmm. Or someone keeps or he's had other people from Asgard try and use that same excuse. And he's like, okay, no, from technically, no. Uh, ass, ass, yeah. Asgard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, good times. Yeah, the whole plot I thought was pretty funny. Um, but do you guys, did, I, it sounds like from what you described earlier, Tom, when you were bringing up Angel and everything, you enjoyed that part of like, hey, we actually got like some like a separate story going on. It's entertaining. Well, yeah, the, this, this was so funny for me. I, I like that. Like, as soon as the douchebag left the office and he came right back in, you know what? She's like, I knew exactly what they were doing, but I, I that, oh, yeah, that's it was perfect. It was well timed. It was like the obvious joke, but you like, you, you have to do it. And I enjoyed that very much. Heck yeah. How about you, Louie? Did you enjoy this little uh, tangent that we got that kind of came together at the end? Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was nice. Um, that other lawyer, I don't Pug? know his name. I think it's pug. pug yeah see mm-hmm. i don't know everything uh everyone knows him from some other show but there was a show on usa a while back it was called sirens it was about firefighters mm-hmm. and one of the firefighters girlfriend was a cop maybe i don't remember exactly but one of her partners was that actor so i just I always remember him as like this handsome, really dumb guy. And every time I see him, I just think of the show Sirens. But interesting. Um, he was also on Arrow for three seasons. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the show that everybody remembers remembers him from. But I never mm. watched Arrow. Nice. Um, you know, go ahead. I was just gonna say he. Uh, he seems smarter here and like more respected than what I'm used to. So it takes a second for me to like click it all together in my brain. Right. Uh, I thought it was 
I thought it was funny, you know, how much money did you spend? Was it a hundred? More. 110? More. 125? More. 200? No, I'm not an idiot. He was like, oh my God. And then he says that like. You get you. And no, nowhere. Well, 175,000. He said in some places, some parts of the country that could get you a house. That that one hit hard because, oh my God, trying to get a house, not easy. Yeah, um, that's in Delaware, I think, in Delaware alone. Somewhere. If it's like place. you want a studio place. Um, <laughs> but what I thought was actually going to happen with the elf changing uh, shapes and everything, I thought she was actually impersonating Pug at the bar when she was like, hey, can you actually go on, like, uh, go on, uh, go, go to the stand? And talk about like what you just said. I totally thought that was the elf like impersonating. So she was going to say something like damnifying uh, uh, the the client who's a douchebag. I don't really care about his name. Um, and it was going to basically like end up like ruling in favor of the elf because she tricked the whole time. And then Pug would even know that like the conversation took place. So I was over thinking that a little bit, uh, which I'm kind of glad didn't happen because it would have really made any sense or who would care about this guy if he gets yeah. guilty like what? I really enjoyed the like the elf had like decent like comic relief when she took when she was imitating Pog on the way out, going like I love disrespecting women. I love yeah. like that. Like, and he's just like, no, I don't. Like, you guys know me. He just yeah. gets back to his office like this defeated lawyer. Like I, I don't know. I think he's really like. There's a nice comic relief in this show that just tickles me. Yeah, and that's and that's a good way to do comedy too. It's very, it's subtle. It's good. It's not like super forced, and it just mm. works. And it's on topic for like what this whole show is. Right. You're gonna say, Luke. Um, this is more aimed towards Devin, but Tom, I would like to hear your uh, your side as well. Um, how how do you feel, Devin, that this show now has a shapeshifter, and we still haven't seen a scroll since? Captain Marvel since uh, WandaVision? Uh, we saw a scroll in WandaVision. We saw a scroll in... Was it Spider-Man. Yeah, it was at the end of WandaVision. But I thought there was another scroll, uh, scroll that popped up somewhere in another show or movie. That's the last one I can think of off the top of my head. But you're always looking out for scrolls because you're so yes. excited for Secret Invasion. And now we have a shapeshifter in this show not a scroll. How does that make you feel? That makes me kind of wonder because I was like, the whole thing with Secret Invasion is that the scrolls are actually bad, right? In the comics, they're the reasons like the whole invasion is happening. But with how they position scrolls versus Kree in Captain Marvel, it's like, oh no, actually, the twist is that we're the good guys. We're the ones just trying to live. They're the ones who are bad, which checks out. Kree are pretty bad people. Um, watch Agents of Shield, and you'll see all the bad tyranny. But now that there's these elves that are very chaotic who are doing all the shape-shifting stuff, I could definitely see that being a part of Secret Invasion, but I don't think they're going to be the central uh, like evil villains or whatever because they seem like they're more just like the chaotic, like, I don't want to say leprechaun, but like, you know, those kind of chaotic, like, hee, 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 hee. Uh, I'm just causing chaos because I'm just, I love it. Versus like, I'm evil and I'm going to do something and I'm going to make people just bow to my Did, will didn't the scrolls have a purpose to why they were invading earth like wasn't there like 
Excuse like, me. Wasn't like a, it was like a necessity, wasn't it? Like, there's a few stories on this. I mean, I'm pretty sure when it comes out of necessity, like there's no home planet. Earth to them, this was the best they can do to survive. So they slowly but surely start taking over in certain forms and you don't know who you can trust. No? Yes. Uh, so basically the reason why I guess Earth in the comics is just a very prime location in the universe. And I guess mm-hmm. the scrolls were uh, basically looking at it as a perfect spot for them to do stuff. Um, but uh, they got like plans going on. Like, as we know, Nick Fury well, was with them for like a little while. So there's some kind of conversation that needs to be done. Unless right. that wasn't Nick Fury at uh, uh, Tony's funeral and that was a scroll as well. But that's all. It's a debate for another time. Yeah, man, I'm just so excited, man. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so happy. I hope. I hope the show lives up to the hype that I give it because I have very high hopes and expectations, but I think it's going to be a good time. Um, yeah. So is there anything else that we really haven't covered too much? I know there's a few things uh, that we could probably go on a little bit more like um, the whole well, the re- Megan Thee Stallion. Wrecking Crew. Wrecking crew. Well, the, wrecking, yes. the Wrecking Crew showing up. And like this is what leads me to believe that there's like a bigger bad to come, like, come forward, whether it's Contessa, Valerie Lafontaine. God damn it, I tried. I'm sorry, that, was, that wasn't terrible. Contessa yeah. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Okay. Allegra D, yeah. like the medicine. <laughs> but like but now like now we have like the mystery of who's behind doing the like this thing. And I can't help that there's like three potential people, so it could be Val, even though she doesn't like that name, but we can call her that as long as she's not an earshot. Um, Thunderbolt Ross, who like rest in peace to William Hurt, but he's still canon right now. Or could it be the leader? So if we can bring back Emil Blonsky. Can we bring back what the we were hinted at the leader from the original Hulk movie? It's a possibility, Mister Blue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to meet. Um, you know, it is interesting because like I've been wondering too, it's like what's the like what's the end game of this uh episode, right? Like who's gonna be the big bad? Because I don't see it as being Titania by any stretch of the means, just a a villain for her to like take down her first villain, but not the the big bad, right? So when we, the whole like alley fight, which was very funny too, when the wrecking crew shows up, which I was like, Holy shit, it's a wrecking crew. Um, because I'm reading Secret um uh, Secret Wars from the eighties and everything, so it's awesome to see that. Um, like I knew the thing because I've seen the thing, uh, or rather thing. Anyways, the whole like they try to steal her blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's like. Oh, okay. Who hired her? Some theories. However, I want to say that I think the whole we need to get this the, the thing so we can abuse the thing in Marvel is getting a little too saturated for me. Mm-hmm. Point being, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Everyone's a fucking super soldier right now. It's always like, we got to get the serum. We got to get the serum. We got to get the serum. And now, oh, there's another Hulk. We need to get the blood. We need to get the blood so we can make a serum and we can make it like more. Like, it always comes down to that. And I think it's just, you know, a, almost like human nature. We always want power, 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 military, yeah. whatever. But I think it's like, does it always have to be we're trying to get a vial of something so we can be more than human? Like, that's, that's my only grievance with it. Yeah. And, I get that. Like some some stuff starts to get stale after a little while, right? You 
you know, you want to like you want to see a different big bad. Like that's why I really like about WandaVision, where you kind of saw that the big band was Wanda herself without right. her knowing it. Like, and that was kind of cool. Like, you know, there's like Loki having to chase down Loki and then falling in love with himself was actually a perfect story for that character. Yeah. Uh, like, um, you know, I'm watching She-Hulk and like, what I like is that it can go in any direction. And if you can bring one guy back, I don't see why you can't bring another. And I think sure. like we're, we, we've been deprived of some really good Hulk stories. And I think what, phase five or at least phase six is going to give us is like some really like you know what you've been we hear you marvel fans you you want hulk back well he's back and he's better than ever and like we're gonna like there's gonna be some stories leading up to that and that's what i thought that she hulk was gonna be it's not just an introduction but it's also like a takeoff point for bruce banner because there's like two of the original four now uh that are out there and i'm still waiting to see captain america on a moon base maybe maybe you know i've i was talking about this uh on a prior episode um i just started watching humans try to and the very first thing is they have a secret base on the moon and i was like oh shit <laughs> um yeah. never say never guys never say never um uh there's something i'm gonna add to that but louis did you have anything you wanted to say um I mean, the Wrecking Crew was a thing. I really liked the guy with the hard hat. That was just like... That's all he had. <laughs> Did he just raid, like, steal, like, Asgardian construction workers? He just, yeah. He had a hard hat on. He had his AirPods in. He was listening to Wolf Road, and he was just going <laughs> at it, man. That's funny. Uh, Shout out to Devin's band. Thanks, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, my theory here... I think it'd be really cool if they actually try and tie back truly, truly uh, to the the leader. That'd be so cool. But mm -hmm. we know Matt Murdock is going to show up. The theory yeah. is about this whole like Frogman and stuff, um, or uh, Leapfrog are the two versions. Brian from Mr. Marvel's uh, Mr. Marvel's Minutes podcast uh, prior episode he brought that up. Um, but Kingpin. Mm -hmm. my theory is actually leaning more towards him being the one who wants that. And when I say lean, it's like a 55% towards him versus like a 45 is a leader or it's someone completely don't even know. I, I like that theory because I think what we're going to be getting is a lot of like Wilson Fisk heavy in the next little while, especially in the TV show. And yeah. I think, so that's a good theory. And like, like if you know anything about Wilson, like Chris, like you can go back to like and wherever you want to read it. But in comic book, you go back to like the Spider-Man cartoon of the '90s. Like Kingpin is dipping his toes in literally everything for power. Yeah, he's always there. So yeah, so that's a very good theory as well. I just, I just want like there's a whole thing with Hulk where we never really touch like his. Like the, the like he has some great villains and we haven't seen any of them with the exception of Abomination. Mm. It would have been nice to like at least bring in someone to come in and like I think what we're seeing here is like this is also going to be our introduction to Red Hulk. Yes, one way or another. Like that's ha that has to be happening. 
they've already laid two little Easter eggs too. In the very first episode, when uh, Hulk destroys the vials, he's like, "Oh, can't let anyone like can't let another one of us happen." Like yeah. you say that for a reason, and then of course, two episodes later, they try and steal blood, unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. We're gonna get someone, and it's not gonna be good. No, exactly. So there's something there's something um with Cosmos there. There's got there's got to be something said. Like, they're gonna introduce some characters down the road that we need like that you need for Thunderbolt. Like it is Red Hulk, but the, you can easily replace Red Hulk with Abomination if you wanted to. I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is a way of saying like, "Hey, Abomination really is good." Or how poetic would it be if Abomination sacrifices himself, fighting off something, to show he really is converted. He is a good person, but someone's got to take a spot, and that could be the Red Hulk. I love it. There we go. So, there's a only one little funny thing I'll talk about at the end of the episode here uh, regarding episode three. A tiny little, tiny little like, I guess you can call it an Easter egg. That's just. So funny, but I, I, I just got to bring it up. But is there any other uh, final thoughts on this episode that you guys have or any predictions for what we're going to see uh, in the next episode in a few days? I think we're going to have to see Jennifer defend uh, Titania. I think that there was a new segment earlier on in the show where she was having legal troubles. So I think that there's going to be like some – headbutting with her boss about like we want you to defend her defend her i'm part of the reason why she's arrested right so i why do you think we might like that's my big theory for like coming up in this show there we go how about you lou um yeah you guys watch this show a lot more than i watch it I think <laughs> like I think we watch it the same, but I think you guys watch it more. You know what I mean? Like I watch it, um, but you watch it. Yeah, you guys like watch that shit. Um I think everyone can uh pull the giant stick out of their butt, and I think that we're not gonna get any more Megan D stallion in it. I think it's gonna be okay. Um uh i sticking with uh what i told you before she hulk even started Devin. i think we're not going to get daredevil until six maybe seven and he's only going to be there for two minutes possibly i don't think he's going to be a mainstay i think he's going to be like a yo right blind as fuck this guy's bad news look at my flop and then he's going to fucking go sit on a hot dog or whatever you do when you're red and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> sit on some buns and maybe, speaking of buns, it might be Megan Thee Stallion. It's that all connected. Yaddy, 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 yaddy. That twerking scene was hilarious. And I love the boss because the reaction is, I don't give a shit, he's making, she just made us a whole bunch of money right now. Like yeah. That is the right like response from that boss. I enjoyed True. that thoroughly. You know, and that's exactly the point. You I mean you nailed it around the head. It's funny, and guess what, guys? It's a post-credit scene. It's yeah. a credit scene. It's not in the story. It's not in a movie. It's literally if hey, if you don't even watch the credits, guess what? Nothing happened. Nothing changed. It's a throwaway gag. It's funny. You weren't yeah. saying the same shit when she was saying Captain America, fuh, and then cuts. Everyone was praising it, and now that this happened nothing is going to change the Marvel universe because of that credit scene. So chill. All of the credit scenes have been very funny. Like, yeah. like 
like just the day in the life of like oh whether you're a hulk now can you just do some things around the house like i think that's brilliant of course your parents are going to like abuse the fact that you can lift everything mm-hmm. i i like that that tickled me the twerking tickled me and i'm only really expecting like a, the real like post credit scene to like make me go holy shit this is happening now at the end of the series like if you're expecting more things that are going to carry on like i think you're delusional a little bit mm. that's it. that stuff is for the very end exactly yeah yeah if we learned anything from the earth 894 live show uh just before she hulk started it's that she hulk is dummy thick and of course we want to see her twerk let's go yeah. let's fucking go america yeah, don't don't kid yourself those internet Canada. warriors <laughs> oh man i mean if you guys saw those funny uh comments and stuff on and i shouldn't say they're funny but they are comedic in a sense um all like the comments saying like she hulk what happened to the this and that like when they're doing the little news segment they really you pull mean? from real comments from when they announced the show and they oh, just, 100%. yeah they, that's that's legit and that's still what's being said today today so it's funny because it's social commentary about a show and it's just it's so meta and that I I love. Um, it's just well played, Marvel. Well played on that one. Um, cool. Congratulations, so, you're a douchebag in two universes. Exactly. <laughs> so at the very speaking, of, while we're on the talk of like credits and everything, I was kind of like doing some research on like little Easter eggs because you know it's always fun and just little stuff. We kind of covered a lot of that. Um, but the one that's very interesting in the credits, and I have the exact timestamp at 27 minutes and 42 seconds. You know how they do these little like paintings, kind of like how they do in law and everything of uh, yeah. just stuff that goes on. There's a little uh, painting here that shows like uh, She-Hulk stuck in wedge between a whole bunch of people in a crammed elevator. Now, why do I bring this up? You're going to see why in just a second. It's going to be funny, I hope. So the closing credits include an image of Jen squeezing some colleagues in the elevator. This is actually a reference to a comic book cover showing Jen in an elevator with... Matt Murdock and Howard the Duck. So the reason why I bring it up, we already know Daredevil's coming to this this show. We just talked about it. Brian from last episode, his prediction was that Howard the Duck is going to show up, and I forget the rest, but he said that he thinks Howard the Duck is going to show up in this show. And the fact that I came across that saying that there's a comic book of Daredevil and Howard the Duck and She-Hulk feels way too uncanny for me to just to like pass by without bringing some attention to it. So, in, Howard the Duck. Well, what I'm in. I've been enjoying the Howard the Duck little cameos here and there. Like as soon as like you blink and you miss it, he shows up in Endgame. Like he's a part of that fight too. So technically, he's an Avenger. And that's the thing. So, I I totally I never knew Howard the Duck was there until we talked about this last episode. I completely did not notice him. So yeah. the theory that I just came up with right now, card to myself. Maybe he just got stuck out of the portal. It's like, well, what now? And he's just stuck on Earth. And then, of course, he probably just gets into some really weird stuff. And I guess he technically falls under the law division uh, for superhumans or whatever. And probably yeah, he's a warrior. Yeah, he's just like in a coma. Like, people thought he was dead. He's just in a coma from the battle. And then all the Ravagers go home. They don't take him with him. And now he's just stuck on Earth. Exactly. And then now you have your new Howard the Duck movie, by the way. About time. That's going to be now to D23. Oh, and one more thing. The D. Roll, the, roll the clip. The D stands for duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he's going to get like arrested for like public intoxina- uh, intoxication and like public urination. It'd just be funny. Um, <laughs> so you know what? I'm starting to believe it's actually possible and I'd be damned if it happens because what a world we live in. From 2008 to I Am Iron Man to Howard the Duck is going to be represented by potentially She-Hulk and Daredevil is going to be showing up. It's weird. We got we got She-Hulk and twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. Literally everything is possible. I heard a, I read a rumor that um, Jason Segel was supposed to show up in She-Hulk and that he is supposed to be Ben Grimm. I've also heard that rumor a little bit. Yeah. And I am interested in that because I think that could be the start of the She-Hulk in Thing, uh, like love story. Like they had a thing, they no a thing. pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. But like I and like out of all like the Marvel sex scenes we could get, I'm super down for a She-Hulk and Thing sex scene. I, I think that would be the one to get people to crack, lining up at movie theaters again. What's green and rock hard? We'll check out She-Hulk season two. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's uh, let's cap off this episode here. That is that is by far probably one of the best discussions we've ever ended on. Um, so, Louis, I don't think we really had any trivia or anything because I was uh, just too swamp with stuff. But did we have any would we would you rather's to cover? Oh, Louis was on vacation this week, so he for. So that means we don't have to do it this week. So sorry, guys, but we'll do it again coming this week. Um, so trivia. We mentioned uh, to you, Tom, before we recorded, I believe, that at the end of every episode, we like to just throw me being we, uh, a random Star Wars question of trivia that I come up with, sometimes on the spot, sometimes we prepare. And I think you can tell based on the question I asked at the time, which I did. Um, I like to ask Louie a question just to see if he can know. Because he has never seen a Star Wars movie yet and still has not seen one yet. So, Tom. Louis, before you get into this, Louis, what's it going to take for you to watch Star Wars? Is it like a bet that you lose? Is it someone's one day? Come, someone's got to come pick up my kids, take my wife somewhere, let me sit here for... I don't know, 49 fucking hours so I can sit here and watch 15 movies and 17 TV shows. Fair, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry so, I haven't fucking sat here and watched Bad Batch yet. I had a hard time with the animated stuff as well, man. I'm right there with you. But, like, I mean, just to get the original trilogy under your belt, what, what, what would it take? I've, I've seen. So that's a New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. But I haven't watched them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's how I was with Lord of the Rings growing up. They've been on in the same room as me, and I've looked at, them like, oh, space cows, dope. But I've never watched them. For what it's yeah. worth, you're laughing at space cows. Devin knows what I'm talking about. What are the space cows actually called? I don't know because there's actual like space cow and then no, there's I think your no, version. I've, I, I've, uh, called uh, them spa- I've called them. I'm space hoping cows. you're talking about the banthas. Banthas? Ah, uh, no, they're big, big ass fucking robots on that snow planet. And it's not about AT-ATs. <laughs> that, oh, like, those space cows. Yeah, my, my okay. wife calls them space cows too because of me. Okay, I'm thinking of the sirens from the Last Jedi that Luke Skywalker is milking. 
because they were nope. called them like space cows. So that's what yeah. I thought of. The big no, I went straight to the Banthas. Cows. Yeah, Banthas is a good one too. Um, so Louis, let's go ahead and ask you a question here. Hit me. I'm gonna do this again, man, because this is gonna be so funny. Oh man. First introduced in Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, episode one. Qui-Gon Jinn identifies that Anakin Skywalker could potentially be a Jedi and is attuned to the Force because he tests for something in his blood. What is the cells within his blood that he discovers <laughs> called? I'm going to just go on on a limb here. Not really. It's not really a limb. I'm going to say that you only ask me prequel questions. You no, it's that? because... I, I do is going to come across you like I do. You only ask me Anakin questions. <laughs> it's only Anakin questions. Okay, Phantom Menace is my favorite movie it's, in Star Wars. Is but, it really? Yeah, I love it because it was the first midnight movie I ever went to. Uh, I was four years old, and I fell asleep as soon as it started. Yeah. And I was also living in Arizona, and I looked a little like Anakin. So it's my favorite. Fair enough. Um, but I, don't, I do not say that it's the best. It's just my favorite. So I think... <laughs> From what I can remember, I think all Jedi's have sickle cell anemia, right? He's got sickle cell blood cells. Oh, so close! So close! Oh, no, it wasn't sickle. It was. Um, I'll give you a hint. Blood. It starts with an M. Oh, M. He's got. Um, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's right on the microscopic molecules. Yeah, he's got he's got um, mung in his cells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so close. The That's answer we are looking right? for is yes. Um, the answer we are looking for is uh, midichlorians. Oh, midichlorian! Damn it, that was that was my next guess. <laughs> no, it was just a little typo. You had it right the first time. You just spelled it wrong. Midichlorian. Yeah, that's where the blood is like different than regular blood right yeah <laughs> sure so now that because you called me on the whole prequel question i feel like i have to ask you something else <laughs> I, okay question last week was just a symbol on his arm was that from the original three it was the yeah boba fett it was, it was like the, what is a symbol like who, he's like who wears this symbol or who no no it was just a symbol he said what does this symbol represent and i said the resistance and it wasn't the resistance it was the Mandalorian. No. Mandalorian. No, it wasn't the Mandalorian. The oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, yeah, you're right. No, it was the the Rebellion. You were close. The Rebellion. Is that you from the original three? Yeah. The Rebellion started off. Resistance is a sequel trilogy. Fuck. I should ask you a sequel trilogy question, actually. Hey, hey. What, what is... <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> What is the name of the leader, the supreme leader of the First Order who gets slain by Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi? The name of the supreme leader of the First Reign. First Order. Of the First Order that gets slain by Kylo Ren? Yeah. So Kylo Ren kills this guy. Who's the leader? Sounds like a. Sounds like a. 
Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. <laughs> no? Darth Brooks. When Garth Dark. Brooks goes to the dark side, huh? That country mean? boy is a little dark. I mean, are, you, are you guys YMH fans at all? Because there's some good jokes about Garth Brooks, about him being like a, like a killer. Um, oh, what what fans? YMH, your mom's your house. Your mom's house, yeah. Uh, no. I know a little a little bit from Tom Segura, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know, Devin. Is it uh, Palpatine? You're close. Well, oh, somewhat fuck. actually so accurate. It's Darth Sidious. That's also Palpatine. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why does he have two names? Well, we'll have to watch to find out. It's actually Supreme Leader Snoke. Snoke. S-N-O-K-E. But do it. Spoilers for episode nine that I'm sure you're going to remember, and I'm sorry I'm spoiling for you. You find out it was actually made by Darth Sidious. So technically, you're kind of correct. Ah, uh, Ray. But this ain't horseshoes, baby. Ray is just a clone of... of uh... Palpatine. Spoilers. Sort of. Are they, though? See, I know that. Why couldn't you ask me that? Why couldn't you ask me Kylo uh, Ben? Well, see, like, that's too easy, so I have to challenge you a little bit. I might Um, have one for you, Devin, if you want, if you don't mind. Go for it. Hit me. He's calling you out, bro. So, uh, in A New Hope, in, like, the, the, the later cuts of A New Hope, there's a meeting between Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo. Mm-hmm. In that meeting, jo- uh, Han Solo steps on his tail. Do you know why it was designed that way uh, in the later cuts? Why it was designed that way in the, like in the special editions? Why he yeah, steps on his tail? Yeah. yeah. Clunky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Now, I'm probably not going to get this right, but I want to say the reason why they do that is because Originally, they did shoot with a live-action puppet of Jabba, and I, I'm assuming he stepped on the tail because they needed to keep Jabba from falling or slipping. I don't know. I actually have no idea. This is a really good one. I'm curious. So, so you were kind of close on this. So the original cut... Jabba Hutt's just this like really big man. Yeah. So it was. So it was just. It was originally a deleted scene, which they took out the really big man, put Jabba the Hutt, but then Han Solo walks around him. So if it was a man, he doesn't step on anything. Mm. So they have this really clunky version of Han Solo because it kind of picks him up and then drops him. It's a weird cut, like it's a very weird edit, but it makes it look like he steps on his tail because. If you do that lap around, you clearly step on his tail because it's a giant fucking tail. And and so George Lucas went like, fuck it, Hansel would just disrespect him anyway. He would step on his tail. So they have this scene where Hansel steps on his tail while explaining him where his money is. I like that. I like that a lot. I need to go watch that now. I want to figure it out. I guess I got to watch Star Wars. Oh, well. Um, yeah. That's good. I, see, that's a trivia I like. I love that little like behind the scenes stuff. I love that. Yeah. My favorite yeah. Star Wars trivia is always uh, what is written in Hebrew in A New Hope on uh, Darth Vader's uh, chest plate right underneath his actual like control console. Well, what? Fuck bitches. Yeah, that's the answer, Louis. I don't even, I don't even ask want you. to know what the real answer is. I hope that's what it is. Uh, no, you're going to be sadly disappointed. In Hebrew, someone wrote underneath there, and it kind of is a foreshadow of the whole 
saga. Um, he, uh, his deeds will not be forgiven unless he merits is what's written in Hebrew on his uh, chest plate, but it's oh, only awesome. in a new hope. It's essentially what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thought they just get money. Today at the Bristol Renaissance Fair, there was a lady <laughs> dressed like Princess Leia, but she looked like Jabba the Hutt. It was great. That's intriguing. Like she had the, the bikini on, but she was like... Oh, we got the picture. Why? Yeah. She was tall. She was on the little rascal thing, getting all mad when people were getting in her way. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you know this has been a good time man i gotta say it's been an absolute joy having you on the uh episode tom thank you so oh, much for hopping on fun, guys thank yeah, you for having me of course so yeah. tom so, yes Devin, you were gonna say it tom tell us tell the people where they could find you your show everything else tell us a little about uh, your pod yeah so the show's called two sides of the story uh the, me and my cousin, we didn't meet until I was 25 years old. So we just used this as an opportunity to get to know each other. Our different takes are two sides of opinion, uh, to, to say the least. Uh, we get into pub culture. We discuss, like, do we, it's just a him and I having a conversation every week. We kind of bicker around nonsense, and it's a fun time. Uh, you can find us on Two Sides of Story Pod on Instagram. You can find the show literally anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, yeah, it's just a, you know, a fun thing we do. Awesome, man. I love it. And just confirm, is your last name Sides? Yeah, Sides. That so is, is my awesome. Cousin. That yeah, is so- that is awesome. That's that is up there when I wanted to confirm that because I was like, man, that is such a great fucking name for your podcast. Like the whole perfect. And I love that story. Like, you know, you guys met so late and you're like, hey, this is how we're bonding over and kind of like documenting it. That's really cool. That's very yeah, original, so- man. We see where we're similar. We see where we're different. And then like we can get into like, oh, like, arguments over our different opinions we're both star trek nerds as well so we kind of bond over that and then we you know we differ elsewhere and it's hilarious to find out like what familial similarities that we do have mm-hmm. based yeah. on zero growing up together that's awesome man i so go ahead and check out his show um all the links are socials podcast itself where you can find it it's gonna be in the show notes for this week's episode so definitely go check them out support them and if you really want to have tom back you don't need to ask because we're gonna invite him back at some point it's gonna be great i'm absolutely love to have you and thanks for bearing with us too because i know you said your uh, laptop is out on repair so thanks for joining us uh, mobily on this episode uh you know you gotta do what you gotta do you know you you get an invite to talk she hulk you gotta talk some she hulk one way or another it's gonna happen Exactly. We're in good company. We got them sweet between those cheeks, and that's how this whole episode is felt. <laughs> so give a round of applause from your hands and your booty, because this is the end of Earth 894. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed all the crazy-ass theories. And remember, hashtag Wong is king, hashtag <laughs> Wang 2024, hashtag <laughs> whoops, Wang it out. Uh, party with your Wong out. Here we go, guys. <laughs> okay, that's the next shirt, Louis. Hashtag Wang2020. <laughs> no, it's going to be a part Earth894 Marvel podcast for you to party with your Wong out. That's going to be the shirt. Uh, so go ahead, please give us a review, and hopefully it's good after that one because, God, this is all uh, free comedy gold. And if you hate it, then go ahead and post on our subreddit on Reddit that does not exist. But you should join our, our Discord. Discord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, join our Discord. That's where the real talk is happening. You can talk shit directly to us, and we'll read it, and you'll know seriously. we'll see it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, if you're, you're not on Slack, you're slacking. 
Slack. For real, we're not on Slack though. Please do not look for us there because you will never find it and you're an idiot if you look there. Go on Discord. It's in the show notes. It's on our website, earthy94podcast.com. Listen to us everywhere. Give us a review. We're almost at 20 uh, five-star reviews so far on Spotify. Do you want to be the person who puts it at 4.9 at 20 reviews? Do it. If you want to put us at 5 at 20, do it. If you want to put us at no stars, don't do it. What you should do is give us a review. Do Help it. us out. Give us a follow. And that is all I'm going to keep plugging because it's time for me to unplug like the rest of these gentlemen here and go to freaking bed and dream of Megan the Stallion and She-Hulk just <laughs> clap 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 away you know you know when you want to you know what you can't sleep at night you want to count sheep you want to count the space cows you can just count, count twerks count twerks <laughs> one two three four and hopefully that's no more so we are done officially this is Earth 894 go check out two sides of the story thanks again so much Tom thank you guys thank, thank you. you Louis and Tom. I am done Tom, do you speak French? Oui, monsieur, je parle français. Oh, can you sign us off in French? Uh, what would you like me to say in French? I, I, I don't care. Something. Hey, uh, merci d'avoir de uh, Planète uh, Terre uh, 894 uh, avec Louis et Devin. Merci beaucoup. Oh, Bye. Dexter! On les deux fromages. So you get Wang, uh, Wong Kang. Wang. Wang. Yeah. Wang. <laughs> <laughs>